today's podcast, COVID's Teachable Moments as We Re-Enter the Workforce. So we have had several years of social distancing, mask wearing, vaccinations, so on and so forth, variants of COVID. And finally, I think the country is at a stage where we're ready to get back to work. We've gotten back to work. Many, many people are not wearing masks. They are not particularly scared of this virus anymore. They've gotten the vaccine and now, boom, they're back at work. What have we learned legally in the last few years about COVID and how do we take that knowledge and apply it to today's workforce? The biggest teachable moment, I believe, that COVID has brought upon us is every job now has to be questioned whether that job could in fact be done remotely or not. This is a huge, huge thing. I mean, we are talking about things today like virtual doctor's appointments, suicide prevention, psychotherapy, Certainly any sort of financial or accounting service, teaching, colleges, professors, virtually anything now except for something like I'm going to a restaurant and I need dinner and there's a waiter or something like that. But basically you're talking about so many jobs that really now can be done remotely, that used to not be able to be done remotely. You have employers contending, well, we need you here at the office because this job can't be done remotely. Well, the first question I ask in discovery is, how are you doing the job for two years? During COVID, what were you doing? Really important development. I think there is a case that just came out an earth-shattering case. It's called Chambers versus the District of Columbia. It was a rehearing on bank at the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. It was decided June 3rd, 2022. An on bank hearing is every single one of the judges of that circuit hears the case, meaning there's an oral argument, and not in front of three judges, but in front of all of the judges in the circuit. And then there's an opinion. And the opinion, or opinions, but the controlling opinion was the majority rule, which held that, and this is huge, an employer that transfers an employee or denies an employee's transfer request because of the employee's race, color, religion, sex, national origin, violates Title VII. Now, that is a big change in the law, because the law used to be that you need some sort of change in the terms, the conditions, the privileges of employment that the employee had to actually suffer a loss here. And any activity that the employee did not suffer what was known as an objectively tangible harm. Well, sorry, uh, Mr. Employee, uh, that does not rise to a level where the court can do anything about it because it didn't affect the, the 
terms or conditions of employment. And telework, that was another one that for years the court said, no, telework is not something which affects the terms and conditions of employment. And even though Chambers did not specifically change that law, very likely the Chambers holding will and telework now in its own right will be something that is a tangible employment action. This is a really, really huge case. Um, the court addressed this uh, contention by the District of Columbia that said, well, wait a second, isn't this going to open up a, a, a floodgate of litigation? And the court said, no, it won't. All right. And the court pretty much had a great example here of the donut situation. This was really good. That let's say you had an employer came to work once a week, Monday morning, wanted to make everybody feel wonderful, came in with a large uh, tray of Krispy Kreme donuts or Dunkin' Donuts, if you like, and let's say the employer had 25 employees and the employer said, great, everybody take a donut, but he put a sign, the court says he hangs a, quote, whites only sign over the donuts, okay? So the court says, well, according to state of the law as it is now, so that's not a cause of action. Uh, certainly getting a donut is not a uh, term of employment. It's not a benefit. No one expects it. It's a dollar item or so, $1.99, whatever these things cost these days. And uh, no, no one can sue on that. And the Chambers Court said, that's the problem with the way the law is interpreted. And we hold, to make it absolutely clear, the donut case, non-white people can sue on that. Literally, they can sue because they didn't get their donut. Okay, now, there may be an issue of damages. How much is that person really hurt because that person didn't get a donut? But at the end of the day, that is a cause of action. And it's kind of a lesson for employers not to treat people differently based on their race, religion, national origin, or another Title VII protected basis. So this is a huge case, and this is really important when it comes to teleworking in the post-COVID era. If your employer says, we need you here, even though you could do the job teleworking, well, is the employer saying that to everybody? Or is the employer just targeting a certain group of people? If you have a disability, a back problem, it really hurts like hell to sit in your car for 30, 40 minutes every single day going to and from work or sitting on a subway or walking to a subway station to get to your job. And you can telework. You have a question now of reasonable accommodation. And what COVID has taught us is that, I don't want to say every single job, because there are many jobs that you absolutely must be there, okay? 
Secret Service for the President of the United States cannot be done remotely, although some agents do it remotely, but the President kind of needs people around him in person to guard him, okay? Stuff like that. But many, many jobs that used to not be remote now can be. So if you're in a situation and you're re-entering the workforce and you want to do your job remotely and you can't because your employer says it can't be done remotely, give us a call. We can help you claim your rights. If you like what you've heard in this or other podcasts, subscribe to our channel. 